Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jarekhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey team, so today we're going to talk about your leadership personality. I think it's very important to know what your personality is. I was actually going to do the DISC assessment with you. And if you've never done the DISC assessment before, it basically measures your personality um, to indicate your behavior style. Or in other words, it kind of illuminates your characteristics of your personality. And the DISC assessment stands for Dominance, Influence, Steadiness, and Consciousness. Like I said, I was going to do that, but then I came across the Toxic Person Test. And I thought this would be a little more entertaining. I think as um, all of us as people, we all have our good and bad traits So to be able to look at our negative parts and self-reflect on them is super important. So what I said was I was going to do the test with you guys today and we'll just go from there. Let me read the disclaimer. This quiz is designed to be a fun way to increase self-awareness of potentially difficult personality traits. It is not intended as a diagnostic tool. Your results will describe your toxic style when taken to the extreme and should be used only to the extent you find them helpful. Basically, don't be mad at us and don't hold this shit against us. So, okay. So, what I like I said I'm going to do is take this test, but I'm going to gear it towards my work personality because my work personality is a little different than my regular personality, although they are still very, very similar. There are a series of questions. Um, The first part has five choices. They are inaccurate, then inaccurate neutral, then neutral, then neutral accurate, and then accurate. First question. It is simply a fact that I am smarter than the average person. I'm going to go with neutral on that one. I feel like um, everybody has different ways of seeing things. So, People who want to get close to me need to understand that I have strong emotions and that I must be true to myself. Um, Referring to people that I work with, I'm not an emotional person. So I'm going to go with inaccurate neutral. Next question. I do not like to be treated like one of the crowd. I'm going to go with neutral because I don't know how to answer that. Um, Because usually I don't like to... I kind of like to blend in sometimes. Most people spend too much time and energy trying to achieve goals that don't really matter. I'm going to go with inaccurate because I think that everyone has their own goals, especially with work. It's not up for me to judge what your goals are because something that may not be important to me is important to you and vice versa. So everyone lies. I'm just better at it than most. I'll go with neutral accurate. I'm not going to say lies. I just know how to put a spin on anything. It's my PR training. 
The best way to avoid being disappointed is to expect the worst. I will say accurate. That is me. Um, because I feel like part of my job is risk management. I always think of how bad something can get, so I'm always prepared. I often have to push people to do things in a way that meets my high standards. Yes. I am. I agree with that one. Yes. <laughs> okay, next question. These ask me, it's a question with several choices underneath. With multiple choice, basically. I am most often frustrated with other people when they don't make the effort to give me the special treatment I deserve, don't pay attention when I am sharing my knowledge, don't follow the correct procedure for things, aren't there to support me when I am upset about something. I'm going to go with don't follow the correct procedures for things. I think I'm a little orderly in that way. Next question. I am most likely to speak up about something when I know a better way of doing things than what is being discussed, see a downside or problem nobody else recognizes, want to influence the conversation to give myself an advantage, or have an emotional reaction to the conversation. Well, I don't care about emotions. Um, I'm going to go with see a downside or problem nobody else recognizes. Once again, it's that risk management side of me. Next question. I prefer to be around people who give me the recognition and attention I deserve. No, not really. Are eager to learn from my knowledge and wisdom. Are easily led where I want them to go. Don't hassle me with demands or expectations. I'm going to go with don't hassle me with demands or expectations because I, I feel that they should automatically know these things because if you're around me, you know these things. So there's no reason to have a conversation about the obvious. Next, I am most likely to try to be helpful by pointing out the flaws and pitfalls in other people's plans, showing people the correct way to do things. Letting people know it's okay to lighten up and not take things so seriously. Take charge and being a knowledgeable leader. Well, hmm, I'm going to go with the last one. Um, taking charge and being a knowledgeable leader. I think that's kind of self-explanatory with you guys. It is more important to me to get what I'm owed in life. Be true to myself and show others who I really am. Follow the rules and do things properly or enjoy life as it comes. Hmm. I'm going to go with be true to myself and show others who I really am. Because if I, I am showing you what my, expectations are, what my expectations are, I am showing you who I am. And I feel like that says enough and it, all those other topics or questions kind of follow up or answers follow up underneath that they kind of umbrella into that when a difficult problem arises i usually am not surprised whatever can go wrong usually will figure out a way to work the situation so that i come out on top let other people handle it or get very upset and need a lot of self-care to get back on track 
that last one's definitely not me. I'm going to go with figure out a way to work the situation so that I come out on top. People that know me know that I don't like being made a fool out of. And at the end of the day, I'm going to do what needs to get done so that I survive. Aha. Next question. If I had one bit of advice for other people, it would be raise your expectation. The world owes you more. Trust nobody. Everyone is looking out for number one. Be realistic. Life is full of failure and tragedy. Damn. And don't try to reinvent the wheel. Rules are there for a reason. I'm going to go with raise your expectation. The world owes you more. I'm going to go with that one. I feel like people should always be reaching for something. That's what I like to tell people that I work with. So now we're back to the inaccurate, accurate questions. Most people would benefit by hearing my thoughts and opinions. Actually, I'm going to go with neutral on that one. Because sometimes I feel that I really do have some great experiences and things like that I can share. But then at the same time, I like hearing what other people have to say because I already know what I know. So I want to know what you know. So I kind of just listen to hear what other people say. So I'm going to go with neutral on that one. My life has been difficult and emotionally challenged. So when I say my life, I'm thinking of work life. And I'm going to go with neutral. And the reason why I'm going to go with neutral is because I think... I don't know if I'm trying to compare my experience with someone else. Um, and I feel like if you do say that your life has been hard and you're kind of being dramatic and I really don't like dramatics, but then if you're not, if you're doing the opposite of that, then you're kind of saying, Oh, I just felt entitled. I don't know. Someone's going to go with neutral. Weird question. I have earned the right to be treated with more care and consideration than the average person. I'm going to go with inaccurate because I'm a person just like everybody else. Um, there's nothing special about me that way. Other people are often more motivated than I am. So I am happy to let them do more of the work. That is completely inaccurate. I don't meet many people that have as many crazy dreams and aspirations that I do. And I, I like to be a part of the work because I'm a little bit of... I have a little bit of issues about delegating and stuff sometimes, so... Next question. Most people are selfish, so it is better to look out for yourself than try and cooperate. I don't believe most people are selfish. I think I believe people don't have the basic skills and ability to be able to cooperate and work with other people. So I'm going to go with inaccurate neutral. People call me a pessimist, but I'm just a realist. Hmm. I'm going to go with neutral accurate because it's the, I have to see what's in front of me, but I can't ignore red flags at the same time. Um, I tell people a lot of the time, I'm like, okay, my spirit is telling me this is about to happen. And a lot of the times it does because, you know, the experience that I have in the field. Next question. It takes a lot of work to make sure things are done correctly, but it's worth it. I agree with that. I'm all about the details. I always say the magic is in the details. 
um, to really get it the way that you want it. I am very hands-on that way. I, I really like getting in there because I want things to be that the best they can be, especially if I have a vision. I really want that vision to be articulated. So I am, I, I agree with that one. I am definitely accurate on that one. So that is the end of the test. So it asks me a few questions like, what's my age? Oh, I'm at a whole different age now. Actually, your gender. I don't know why they need to know the highest grade that I've completed. You are not getting my yearly income. <laughs> so my toxicity trait is I am a control freak. I think I just have high standards, but I probably made at least one person cry in the past week. Self-awareness is the first step. You're a control freak. While it may be hard to imagine that you've ever done anything less than exceptional in your life, you're actually pretty toxic. Your rigid perfectionism causes others to walk on eggshells and you've probably made at least one person cry in the past week. Confidence that you figured out the secret to life and eager to show others how to live up to your high standards is rarely occurred to you. Hmm. Interesting. While you're just trying to be helpful when you correct your colleague's grammar on the company slack, you just sound like a pretentious jerk. Bossy, judgmental, controlling, control freaks tend to have over-the-top levels of consciousness. Control freaks live in fear that other people will drop the ball on their carefully orchestrated plans and work overtime to try to ensure that everything turns out the way that they want to. Hmm. My toxicity traits, my highest things are, well, the highest level is being rigid and being negative at the same time, which I find very, very interesting. And they consider rigid to be people who try to impose their inflexible ideas about right and wrong. And I, I can actually see that a little bit. Um, you know, like I said, I have very particular ways of getting things done and wanting things to be as perfect as possible. So I can totally see that. I mean, this you take and choose what you want out of it. But I agree with that. And even with the negative, I don't look at negative as being, I'm trying to down on you. I look at negative as being, let's be realistic. We have to acknowledge where something can go wrong. And I do that a lot, but I do that so that we're prepared because I am a plan A, B, and C person. All right, let's, as a team, let's figure out where this could go wrong so we're prepared for it, you know, if it goes that way. But if it doesn't, that's fine. So I do have to look at the negative aspect of things sometimes. I don't think I make anybody cry, though. I am aware of, you know, how my personality is. So I don't think anyone's actually crying with me. And I hope they're not crying. So, but it's a fun test. I think everybody should take it. I'm actually going to put it in the notes for the episode so you can click on it and take the test yourself and let me know what toxicity level you are at personality wise or work related. And with that, we'll be right back. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. 
I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So, I decided to write a helpful guide, Best Practices for Center Program and Activity Directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. So the only way any of us as educational leaders are going to be successful is to have a rapport with everyone. A rapport with your families, a rapport with your staff, and that's built off of first off just being friendly. You have to be friendly because when you are a friendly person, it demonstrates that you are approachable and that you are willing to help. And that can put any family member, staff member, anyone at ease. No matter who your family, your stakeholders are, everyone appreciates someone who is friendly. Just just even when you smile and offer a friendly greeting, you are showing that you are approachable. You have to be interested in the people that you speak with. So you have to be interested in your children. You have to be interested in your families. You have to be interested in your staff. When you ask them how they're doing or how can you help them, that conveys a message that you're interested. Being interested means listening to someone speak. I think there's nothing worse when someone asks, hey, how are you doing today? And that person can reply with, oh, I'm just having a rough day. I mean, this is the worst day of my life or whatever they may say. And if your response is, oh, that person is probably wondering, why the hell did you even bother to ask me this question? You don't even care to even respond. And I've seen people do this before. And I'm like, dang, you missed the mark right there. You have to show people that you are interested and you just do that just by listening and just learn how, learning how to respond accordingly. One of the best ways to build rapport with someone, um, especially with families, is to find common ground with them. Um, and I also say with staff as well. It's to find similarities with them. Um, I always like to do it with families when they're upset. You know, something happened and I always, you know, my response is, I'm sorry to hear that. Or I wouldn't like being treated in that way or that should never happen. One of the things that I do very well is relay my experience as a parent as well to say, you know what, I'm a parent. I wouldn't have liked that either. Um, I think doing those things where people can say, oh, my gosh, they're on my team and they get what I'm saying helps build a rapport with the family as well. You have to demonstrate that you can be trusted. And when families feel that you're that you are trustworthy, normally you've done this by being honest and ethical in everything that you do. Because when you always act with integrity, your personality reflects your honesty. And being trustful includes treating people with dignity and respect. That's the way people will learn to trust you and they know that you will have their back and that they know they can always come to you with something. These are ways that I watch people and myself build a great rapport with families. 
And I watch people do the opposite. They create horrible situations with families where they don't trust them or believe them because they did not do these things. They did not take the time to be honest and trustworthy with people. They didn't take the time to even be friendly or seem interested in them. I once had a family that called me and said, hey, I need to talk to you. And I was like, well, what's going on? There's other people, other places you could have talked to. And because I always would talk to them when they came, when they would come in, um, which I kind of do with everybody, but they said, I need to talk to you because I need to talk to someone that gives a damn. And I know that you do. And that, that stood out to me. I was like, wow, now you didn't bypass 900 other people to make sure you come, you came and talked to me. Because you felt that no matter what, and it wasn't a title sake, it wasn't anything like that. It was the fact that I took time to build relationships so that they knew that they can trust me. And I was honest because I'll tell people what I can do for them, but I'll also tell them what I can't do for them. Because me being honest allows families to really respect me when I can't do something because they know I'm telling the truth and I'm not BSing them, so... As I said earlier, the only way that you're going to be successful in this business is by building rapport with families. That's the only way. Your assignment for the week is to take the toxic personality test. Um, Enjoy it. Make jokes about it. Have fun, but self-reflect on it. There are one or two good nuggets you can pull out of that. And I want you guys to actually try to build rapport with your families, build and develop strong relationships with them. That's the only way, like I said, you're going to be successful and I want everyone to be successful. Until next week, I'll see you guys later. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review and subscribe to the show. I love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.